This is the Italian Real Estate Podcast, here to help you with the ins and outs and basics of Italian real estate presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Hello there and welcome to another edition of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, we are back at it again with Italian attorney Marco Permunian. How you doing, man? Good, how are you? I'm doing great, thank you. So glad to hear you're doing well. And today, we are continuing our little mini-series here about where might be worth considering living in Italy. Some of the places we might think of and some of the places that maybe you should think of or some of the places to explore if you are looking for property. Specifically today, we want to focus on waterfront property by the sea. Last time, we talked about living by the lakes. Both of us absolutely love lakes. But this time, we thought it might be worth talking about a different type of body of water. So, Marco, maybe let's just get started off with if you were to think about someplace by the sea, what would be your number one choice? Thank you. Um, At the end of the day, I believe that choosing where to buy a property by the sea is... 100% 100% a personal choice. So there is no right or wrong answer. But I guess my um, my preference, if I, if I had to choose uh, among all of the places and cities by the sea in Italy, if I had that option, I would probably go with Sardinia. I would probably uh, purchase a waterfront house in Sardinia. It's very beautiful. It attracts a lot of tourists, but at the same time, is not too busy in summer. Sardinia is one of the least populated regions in Italy. So of course in summer, uh, a lot of tourists choose Sardinia as their destination, but because there are not so many people living in Sardinia throughout the year, it makes Sardinia still not too crowded or too full of tourists. So that would be my choice. And it's, of course, very beautiful. It's, it's no secret. Everybody knows Sardinia around the yeah. world. So um, I think it's, it's probably one of the most chosen places by people who want to purchase a house by the sea. And I believe other popular regions would probably be you know, Sicily or Puglia, uh, regions that everybody knows mm-hmm. around the world that are very famous. And there is a reason because they're beautiful. And it's funny because last time when we were talking about the lakes, you were also talking about Lake Garda. This is another one of the places where people happen to be the health, some of the healthiest in the country and some of the longest lived. But Sardinia, interestingly enough, also has some of the healthiest people and some of the longest lived people as well. I think I see an interesting little pattern picking up here. Um, I believe there is actually a documentary. And if I'm not mistaken, Sardinia is the place along with Japan with the longest living people on earth. So, I think I know the and that has to do about. with the sorry? Yeah, that has to do with the lifestyle, the um, nutrition, but uh, it is exactly like you said, uh, it's the place or one of the places on earth with the longest living population, like all, with the highest percentage of people that reach the age of 100. It's right. crazy. Yeah, I mean, even, I can't remember the name of the tea, but there's a special herb that they have that grows on the island 
And it, it, it like it just happens to be the perfect place for this type of herb to grow. It doesn't grow in many places on earth. And it's something that some of the locals will end up drinking. And it's supposed to be great for the body, great for the mind, and great for the heart, great for everything. And I wish I could remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, I actually have some in my kitchen, funny enough. Um, but it tastes horrible. <laughs> different topic for a different day. But even the food there, they have a very particular style of doing things. And even like when you go to um, uh, like Italian food festivals, you'll always see one stall that proudly has the Sardinian flag and the beer and the meat and everything that they do. And it's it just there's something about the feeling that of an island lifestyle that people seem to really enjoy out there, uh, both who are local and those who go out there uh, as as tourists or even to purchase a home and relocate there. But if you were to start thinking about another place, where would be some other places that you would consider recommending to your clients? Well, I believe personally the second area that I would suggest to my clients would be uh, Puglia. Uh, mm. Puglia is very beautiful. There's a place that is called the Maldives, so like the islands, uh, the, the famous islands, uh, because the water is as clear as it is in the Maldives. Wow. And uh, a lot of people from northern Italy, so from my area, they go on vacation to uh, Puglia in summertime. And I know that I'll there are very large communities of Americans um, in Puglia. And so that's definitely an area that I would suggest to consider to my clients who want to purchase a property uh, by the sea. But what about you? What would you think it's the area that you would choose in Italy uh, if you had the option to buy today a uh, waterfront house? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. Like, I'm not at the point in my life yet where purchasing property is something that is quite in the cards quite yet. But um, I can definitely see why you would think about Puglia or why you would recommend Puglia, because I've only ever really heard of wonderful things uh, like Bari or Lecce, these these different places, or uh, Monopoli, whatever it's called. Um, and even actually, it was funny, one of my favorite places to eat in Rovigo, in your town, uh, is owned by a family. And part of the, so the mother is from your area. She's originally uh, from, from the Polesine. But the father is uh, from the south. He's from, he's from Puglia. And they bring a lot of ingredients from there. And the olive oil from that part of the country is absolutely out of this world. But for me, it would be tricky to say what area I would probably choose. But yeah, uh, uh, um, uh, Puglia would probably be up there. But I think something that I might consider would be somewhere near Palermo. Not exactly in Palermo itself, but maybe one of the smaller towns that's not far away because you have some beautiful beaches there, some beautiful views. The weather is always fantastic. And I mean... Because when we're talking about Italy, it's a massive peninsula. That's The country is a peninsula. You have a bunch of islands as well. And in the north, things can get a bit on the chilly side. Um, but in Sicily, you will often have some beautiful weather. Or another place that I might consider um, even could be uh, in the center of the country, roughly, like around Pescara. Because there you have the mountains as well as the seaside. 
I, I, I have a friend who's there who's a fellow podcaster, Mattia Morelli. Uh, he, ta- he does a podcast actually teaching Italians how to learn English and about how to speak English and so on. And he um, was telling me about how you can go skiing in the morning and you see the beach from the top of the mountain, you ski down, you drive down, and for lunch, you can be on the beach in shorts, eating seafood, and having a nice day at the beach. So I think something like that for me, especially as somebody who really does love the mountains and who enjoys the snow, that would probably be something that I would really look very closely at. But I know there are a lot of people, for example, who enjoy um, other parts of the coast. Like, for example, we haven't really talked about outside of Rome. Um, I have Roman friends, and they'll go to the beaches there. Um, But maybe it's not the greatest beaches. Maybe they're not the most fantastic. But it also does give you a lot of great access to an amazing city. Absolutely fantastic. But there's other areas like maybe, um, oh, what we haven't even talked about. I mean, like uh, Salerno. I mean, this is like, or the Cinque Terre. Like, these are the the classic places that so many people want to go. But I don't know if I would necessarily want to live in those places because of how touristy they are. But maybe to have a balance between something touristy but not too touristy, there are a lot of people that will look at the Riviera between Genoa and Nice over in France. And you have a lot of nice small little towns out there. I'm not personally the craziest about it, but I know there are a lot of people who do enjoy it. Or even if you go uh, further south of Genoa to like maybe La Spezia, for example, it's it, these are areas that people really love spending time in and feel... Um, refreshed and and that they have just this new gusto f- after being there. Uh, but if you were to choose a place, maybe that would be more of a vacation spot than for living, would you also pick um, Sardinia as that top choice for yourself? Or what would you think of maybe keeping somebody in mind who's maybe looking more for a property to invest in that they could turn into an Airbnb. What are maybe some of the places that might be a little bit more, maybe not appropriate, but a more interesting choice for that hotspot vacation place where they would be able to make some 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 income from their property? Well, there are potentially hundreds of answers. So uh, Italy, like you said, it's, it's quite big and it's very famous worldwide. Uh, we have a lot of beautiful places, a lot of very famous and touristy places. So it's not an easy answer. There right. could be multiple uh, correct answers, but probably the place that I would choose personally uh, maybe it has to do with the fact that it's in my region, that I know the area very well, that I know that uh, tourists never stop going there. It's it's crowded the whole year. People coming from uh, Russia or America or basically anywhere in the world, uh, they they just come constantly. So basically, you can be sure, and it's it's not seasonal. So it's mm. uh, of course it's you can expect more people to go in the summer, but um, right. it's it's not seasonal well this is a city by the sea i don't know if you can guess but uh it's, I have a it's feeling. venice <laughs> right <laughs> i know you've been there multiple times Love and i it. know you mentioned to me that 
it was very crowded, except for, you know, when, when there, we had those lockdowns, uh, which was kind of surreal because there were no people at all. Yeah. But uh, generally, in a normal situation, uh, it's always crowded mm -hmm. and always full of tourists. You can hear uh, people from America, uh, maybe just because I'm used to hearing them speaking, but they're everywhere. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's where I would invest personally again that would be a personal choice in in a property probably an apartment to use as an airbnb so to rent it out through airbnb because i know that uh it's not seasonal and that would be interest throughout the year yeah i think you know i i think that's actually a fantastic choice and even maybe to just piggyback off of that and expand on that idea when we're talking about venice it's not necessarily only Venice that might be worth considering, at least in my opinion. Um, for example, even like you have Mestre, which is directly connected by the bridge to the island. And so the costs of apartments out there will be much less, but no, you're not going to be directly on the water like you would be in Venice. You'll have easy access to the city, but it's not the same. Or another place that I know ends up being very popular among Italians uh, for vacation uh, more in the summer months, especially because of the beach would be, say, like, for example, Lido or any of those other island areas around there or um, uh, Murano, Burano, all those little other islands. But I think in the end, what your recommendation would be regarding Venice probably makes the most sense, especially because that is the island or group of islands that people know best. And then not to mention, it's Venice. I mean, I think that's pretty plain and simple right there. <laughs> But Marco, I think this might be a great place to end off this episode. And if anybody is interested in finding their dream home by the water, maybe even in Venice or any of the other places we've talked about in this episode or in the last episode, maybe to live on a lake, how can they get in contact with you and your team? People can contact us through our website, italiancitizenshipassistance.com or give us a call. The number is on the website. Absolutely fantastic. And of course, if you're interested in more discussions around the topic of moving to Italy and also on the topic of purchasing property in Italy, be sure that you are subscribed to this podcast, either as the audio only podcast or on YouTube, where on YouTube, you also get the benefit and bonus of being automatically subscribed to the Italian citizenship podcast. So you can hear a little bit more about some of the nitty gritty details about what it can take to actually move to Italy from a legal perspective. But anyway, thank you again, Marco, Mr. Permunian, for being available and here with us for this episode of the Italian Real Estate Podcast presented by ItalianRealEstateLawyers.com. Of course, also, I'm Rafael Di Furia. Stay safe and healthy out there, and we will see you all next time. Later. Thank you.